This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The 1-1 pitch is drilled into the gap in left center field, and that ball is gone. A solo home run. Live play-by-play coverage of BYU Baseball is brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. By Intermountain Healthcare, proud partner and official medical provider of BYU Athletics. Because health has no off-season. Also by doTERRA. doTERRA, proud sponsor of BYU Baseball. Now let's get you ready for Cougar Baseball. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. Cougar Baseball fans, welcome once again into Austin, Texas. Coming to you from Dish Falk Field here in Austin, home of the Texas Longhorns. Game three between the BYU Cougars and the Texas Longhorns. Four-game series will wrap up tomorrow afternoon. Jason Shepard with you alongside BYU Baseball Director of Ops, Tuckett Slade. And we got a great pitching matchup for you tonight on the mound for the Longhorns, Ty Madden. And for the Cougars, Cy Nielsen. And earlier today, I talked with the head coach of the Cougars, Mike Littlewood, about this much-anticipated pitching matchup. Yeah, Madden's going to just, I mean, he's, you know, top 10 pick in the country. He's going to run up to 97, 98, uh, maybe a little higher than hard slider. And it's going to be a challenge for our hitters, no doubt about it. But I'm excited to see him. And I'm excited to see Cy Nielsen, to see how he comes back after kind of a rocky start at Texas State in a little bit bigger environment. And, uh, you know, I'm just really looking for him. What you want to see out of your opening day starter and your, you know, your your ace is that it factor. And Cy, to be totally honest, hasn't shown that yet. And we're looking for somebody to step up and say I'm going to be the opening weekend starter and just take take hold of that and so we're finding a lot of things out about our team and tonight's going to be one of them where we find out a lot about Cy Nielsen. That's head coach Mike Littlewood our coach's interview brought to you each and every game by doTERRA proud sponsor of BYU baseball and and Tuck as we mentioned a much anticipated Friday night battle between Madden and Cy Nielsen what are you looking for in this pitching matchup tonight? Yeah big time big time battle right here between the two we've got ty madden who he sits 96 to 98 he's a gonna be a top 10 pick most likely and then we have side nilson that's left-handed 93 to 95 great slider they both have good sliders you know one's a little bit more season season veteran the other one's a still kind of a covid freshman i call him and we're looking for a big time velocity matchup today yeah the matchup Ty versus Cy. How about that? Here we go. All right, time for our starting lineups. Brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. Leading things off for the Cougars, Andrew Pintar will bat leadoff, followed by Mitch McIntyre hitting second. Batting third, the third baseman, Austin Deming. Josh Cowden will be the DH and will hit fourth. Cole Gamble will hit fifth and play right field. Jacob Wilk will be at first, bat sixth in the order. Batting seventh, number 10, Hayden Latham. He'll be in left field defensively. Catching Cy Nielsen today, number 11, Abe Valdez. He'll hit eighth. And the first pitch officially thrown by Ty Madden. And was in for strike one. Rounding out the starting lineup for the Cougars, batting ninth, number two, Brock Watkins. And Andrew Pintar with a hot shot to third at Cam Williams. We've mentioned his name several times during this series in Austin. And Pintar pulled the ball, a hot shot right at Williams, and he immediately reacted, put the glove up, and made the first out. Pintar, it, Williams is not Pintar's best friend. This is That's the second time now he's taken a double away from him. That ball was absolutely laced right at him, and he's able to have the reflexes to catch that. Madden now pitching to McIntyre. McIntyre looks at strike one. Just underway here from Dish Falk Field. The 0-1 pitch. Strike two. Yeah, and that's 96 miles an hour right there. He's coming right at him. Got to be prepared for that fastball. Be on time. One thing I like about this matchup for our offense, Shep, is that we have some really good fastball hitters. The 0-2 pitch to McIntyre. Ground ball to Faltini. It's short. Makes the catch. Throws over to first. And quickly two up, two down in the top of the first inning. Well, that's two batters and two hard-hit balls. Yes. That's a really good sign. I mean, Batten gave up only four hits in his start. He, he did take the loss against Mississippi State last weekend. But uh, it's just kind of showing that, hey, we're not going to be afraid of you. We're going to come out here. You throw your best, and we're going to give it our best shot. 
Austin Deming at the plate. Gets a piece, fouls it back, and actually hits the catcher, Silas Ardwan, in the face mask. He'll adjust. The home plate umpire will give him a second as he walks out and hands the baseball to Ty Madden. Madden, the right-hander, redshirt sophomore from Cypress, Texas, 6'3", 215, and a legit top-10 pick in the upcoming Major League Baseball draft. The 0-1 pitch to Deming. Strike two. First slider he was throwing there so far of the inning. Good, tight slider running away for called strike. So two outs, bases empty, and an 0-2 count. Madden wasting no time, delivers the 0-2, swing and a miss by Deming. Three up, three down. Cougars coming to the plate in the bottom of the first inning. And over the last couple of games, we've heard some comments from head coach Mike Littlewood just talking about the overall execution of the team. And I asked him, uh, what do you attribute that to? Is it about maybe the fact that this is early in the season? or, Or what does he feel is the reason why this team right now is struggling with some of the execution issues? You know, I don't think it's really early in the season. I think it's just when the lights come on and the pressure's on a little bit more, guys who have a tendency to be a little anxious and, and nervous, it embellishes itself during games, and guys just don't play. It's like free-throw shooting, you know. It's easy to make them in practice, but when you get in the game, when the lights are on and everybody's watching, it's pretty tough, and I think that's just what kind of hit us. I think Bryce Robinson yesterday just, um, you know, he kind of lost his head, and he, like he wasn't mentally connected to the game. And besides the throwing errors and the mental error, or the bunt pickoffs and bunt plays, and he made a couple mental errors as well, and then, Pintar misses a ball. You know, it's just we're, we weren't totally locked in yesterday. So I think it's kind of more of a we, we can play catch. I feel like one of our strengths is defense, but I think um, they just played anxious and with, with some anxiety. And what concerns me is that we didn't execute on offense uh, at Texas State uh, by getting bunts down. We didn't do that in the first game at Texas. Uh, missed a couple signs. And so we tell the guys attention to detail, and uh, they're, they're not listening to that <laughs> part of my speech, obviously. So we need to work things out. All right, that was head coach Mike Littlewood just talking about the the execution and what he's hoping to see from his team now in, I mean, we're talking about game seven of the early season. Yeah, I mean, that's what it comes down to. We're in game seven, and, and, and coach said, you know, it's not about being early. Well, it's just, it's a lot of, there's a lot of little things about that, right? Is we've, we've had a lot of practice, we're prepared. It's just, it was one of those kind of days where it was just interesting, especially yesterday, and and just like we said yesterday and the other day before in the broadcast, this is a still a very young team, especially right. defensively. Extremely young team, and, and just go out there and just get better every day. Well, it, it's a young team still. It's also an extremely talented team. Absolutely. Coaches talked so often, just focusing on the pitching staff as we get ready to begin the bottom of the first, sign Nielsen on the mound. Best pitching staff he thinks he's had from top to bottom. Absolutely. Here at BYU. Talent, velocity. I mean, we have 10-plus guys that throw 90-plus miles an hour with good stuff. And, and I know when I was here just four years ago when we went to a regional, we maybe had two guys on our staff that could do that. And so they're still finding their way, and, and, and they're going to get better. And, and real soon we're going to stop saying the word young. Right. That's not going to matter anymore. We're just going to go out and play. Batting leadoff for the Longhorns. The center fielder, number five, Mike Antico. Cy. With the first pitch in, strike one. Yeah, good 93 mile an hour fastball right there. And Tico can really run. He's a good player. And yeah, he hurt BYU yesterday. He had a three-run double. Swing and a foul out of play. And Antico falls behind 0-2. And I felt like that double was like kind of the backbreaker. Even though it was early in that second inning, you know, we put up the four spot and then we struggled and gave up the two in the in the first, but then they had bases loaded, no outs, and we got up to a full count and he was able to hit that double. And you could kind of just see everyone tighten up at that point. No balls, two strikes. Nielsen delivers to Antico. Come back right up the middle, and it'll find its way into center field for the first base hit for the Longhorns. Yeah, hit a slider and just went right back up the middle. Side tried to field it and just barely got underneath his glove. So the leadoff man is on. Douglas Hodo III, who in the previous games in this series had hit in the ninth spot, batting second in the order. He's still in right field. Following Douglas Hodo III, Trey Faltini will bat third in the order. Cam Williams will hit fourth. Zach Zubia fifth. Ivan Melendez, the designated hitter, will hit sixth. Silas Ardwan batting seventh. Eric Kennedy will hit eighth. And batting ninth today, the second baseman, Murphy Staley. 
Yeah, I think they switched Kennedy back there because of the left-handed pitching matchup. First pitch in there for strike one to Hodo. Yeah, so far early, the first two batter-sized fastballs looking really good. 94. He struggled a little bit against Texas State throwing strikes. So that's a good start right here, seeing that velocity and, and him, him being able to locate early. I would imagine with both of these pitchers on the mound, there's quite a few people paying attention in terms of Major League Baseball. Lots of scouts, I would imagine. The 0-1 pitch. Oh, yeah. When in the dirt. That's the one fun thing about being able to be Cy Nielsen in this matchup is that you're facing a guy that's most likely a first-rounder, and guys are here to watch him, and they get you get to showcase yourself basically a year early before you're draft eligible, and it's a good way to kind of show the country who you are. Trust me, people know who he is. There's a lot of guys asking about him, but great stage for him to really be showcased. One ball, one strike. The 1-1 pitch. Hit and run action right that's there, right. Chef. Grounded foul and into the Longhorn dugout. One ball, two strikes. Mike Antico with a leadoff single at first base. Nobody out. Cougars scoreless in the top of the first. We're in the bottom of the second. Hodo the third. Douglas Hodo the third from Bourne, Texas. The redshirt freshman at the plate facing the BYU starter, Cy Nielsen. Cy from Spanish Fork. 6'3", 210. The 1-2 pitch. Lined in the center field. Mitch McIntyre has a beat on it. Makes a couple of steps to his left and makes the catch. One away. Nice job there by Cy. Yeah, nicely done right there. Fastball running in on his hands. Wasn't able to extend. Nice little weak fly ball line drive to center to Mitch. The shortstop Trey Faltini wearing number zero from Richmond, Texas. Back-to-back redshirt freshman in the lineup for the Longhorns. You know, his uh, his average has been climbing a little bit. He, he, he started below 100. He's up to 125 now. But he's, this kid can play. Yes. This kid's going to be a legit top five rounder when it's all said and done. He can really play shortstop. He has a great swing. He's a tough out. And everybody they have in this lineup is quick. They're all quick. First pitch in for strike one to Faltini. They are extremely physically gifted and athletic. When you just look, as we were talking about, you know, you play certain teams and they just physically, like when we played, you know, Oklahoma State last year, physically you look at them and they just look bigger and stronger. And, and they're perennial top 15 teams in the country and they get to pick from some of the best teams out there. And I look at our team and, and we're getting just as physical. We're starting on the, on the way to become, you know, one of those programs that a lot of people are taking and respecting. The 1-1 pitch to Faltini. Grounded right up the middle again. Into center field. McIntyre gets it back into the infield. As Antico thought about going to third, but will stop at second. So with one out, the Longhorns have something going here in the bottom of the inning with runners at first and second. So that's one thing to note right there. So far, both hits that they've gotten have been on the slider. Size leaving that slider up, and it's been down the middle both times. And and they've been able to hit it right back up the middle for singles. Now, this is not the guy you want at the plate, Cam Williams. It'll be interesting because this is the first time we've had to flip him over now, batting right-handed. He's, he's a switch hitter, so this is the first time we're going to see him. I wonder if he's as powerful. Uh, I don't know which his natural side is, so it'll be interesting to see because this kid is talented. He's hitting 357 coming into the game today. First pitch to Williams. Low ball one. Williams with five hits, two home runs. One of them a solo home run against BYU. Three RBI and two runs scored. Well, you look at him, and, and, and I say all the time, to, I just tell all the coaching staff, I'm like, he looks like he should be a starting third baseman in the big leagues right now, <laughs> just looking at him and his tools. I mean, this kid's a special player. Redshirt Jr. from Odessa, Florida, 6'2", 195. He looks bigger than 195 to me. The 1-0 pitch to Williams. Pitched him inside, a swing and a miss by Cam Williams. Well, it's funny because, you know, we get scattering reports from different programs. You know, a lot of coaches talk to each other. and You get a report, and the report we got from some, you know, big-time universities that played this kid said he's got slider bat speed. He can't hit a fastball, and they're completely wrong because <laughs> you don't just fix that in one season of COVID, you know, at home in the cage. This kid has all the tools. He must have just had a really bad weekend when he played him that, right. you know, last year. But this kid is the real deal. One ball, one strike. Nielsen delivers. High ball two. 
Tomorrow's finale of the four-game series, 3 o'clock Central Time, 2 o'clock Mountain Time. Tuck and I'll have it for you here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Well, I just, I just saw a stat that last year in his 40 at-bats, he had one home run. He has 14 at-bats this year, and he has two, two home, home runs. runs. So he's already on pace to have a really good year. Two balls, one strike. Cy looks back at second. Kicks and delivers the 2-1. Fouled back and out of play. Two balls and two strikes. Yeah, Texas in their opening series, and we've chronicled the teams they faced in that opening showcase up in Arlington, Texas, three top ten teams. They'd scored a total of four runs in that first three games, that opening weekend. And with the first two games of this series, 12 in the game yesterday, and three in the game before. So after just four runs in three games, they've scored 15 runs in the last two. Yeah, you, you feel like you've kind of woken a sweet sleeping giant. 2-2 two, two pitch. Misses. Throw down to third. And they will say that Antico was safe. He was on the move. It is a double steal, both advancing up. Yeah, straight still. And uh, great jump there. Double steal. And they're able to steal that now. Have their best hitter up with runners a second, third one out in a situation with a full count where you're just putting the ball in play, trying to take an early one nothing lead. Yeah, now that takes away the double play. As Tuck mentioned, three balls, two strikes, and one out. Side looking for the punch out here. Nielsen delivers the payoff pitch. Great Pitched job. him inside, swing and a miss for strike three and out number two. That's a big, big slider. He, That's a big strikeout. He beat Williams on that pitch every single time he threw it. Yes, he did. That was a big-time pitch right there. Needed that one. Pitched him inside, and Williams could not catch up. Boy, if you ever needed a strikeout, that was the one, because now you're, you're in a ground ball, you know, just out of this inning instead of a ground ball scoring. The first baseman, Zach Zubia. Will bat with two outs and two in scoring position. Runners at second and third. Yeah, and he had a big day yesterday. He got inserted to the lineup yesterday and had a couple of knocks yesterday and really got it going. Big spot here early for Cy, confidence-wise. And you talked about how they scored four runs in their first three games. And then they scored, what, 15 15 now. in the last two. Well, you could tell that they were playing tight against Easton. And Easton was just controlling the zone and doing a fantastic job on Wednesday. And then you finally saw them yesterday, like, once they got a few big hits, they started to relax. And even you saw them today in batting practice, they looked like a team that was, like, talking and confident, which it's something you don't want to do to a good team and start to give them confidence. But I kind of felt like they were a little too loose. Sometimes you're not focused, like, right. oh, we just beat this team 12-6. to This team can't play, right? We got our first rounder on the mound. And I have a good feeling about today, you know, if we can just pitch it well enough to, to keep it close – I think our offense is going to you know, have a chance to score some runs off this guy. First pitch to Zubia was inside for ball one. Nielsen delivers the 1-0. In there for strike two. Or excuse me, strike one. Yep. One ball and one strike. And it starts here, right? It starts with this first inning. If you can shut down the momentum right here, you can build confidence off that. One ball, one strike, two outs, two on. We're in the bottom of the first scoreless ball game between the number 19 Texas Longhorns and the BYU Cougars. The 1-1. Lined into center field. A diving play by McIntyre. Can't get to it. It gets past him. Rolls all the way to the wall. Two runs are in. Zubia at third. He's being waved home. The throw offline. It is an in-the-park home run for Zach Zubia. Three runs scored, and it's now 3-0 Texas. Wow. I mean, Mitch made an unbelievable effort there to try to make that play, you know, because it's kind of a do-or-die situation. I I make that catch, they don't score. If I don't make the catch, they're going to score two. And it just got all the way to the wall, and Cole had to go so far. Zubia can really run, and then Cole Gamble overthrew the cutoff which is when the coach decided to send him, and he was able to beat the throw out for an inside the Parker. I did not expect that speed from no. Zach Zubia. 6'4", 230. Yeah, crazy. 3 nothing Longhorns here in the bottom of the first. 
And that got the crowd here at Dishfalk Field amped. Decent crowd here. The batter now, the designated hitter, number 17, Ivan Melendez, looks at ball one from Cy Nielsen. Well, obviously not the start. Three hard-hit balls here and three runs in the first. Chopped foul. Two balls and one strike now to Melendez, the redshirt sophomore from El Paso, Texas. Still a lot of baseball to be played. And, yeah, you know, you, you got their ace on the mound, big-time prospect. They might have the confidence, oh, this game's over. This game's far from over. The 2-1. Just needs side to settle in here. This is away, 3-1 now to Melendez. Get your offense back on in the dugout. And like you mentioned in the top of the first, BYU hit a couple of really hard balls. So Absolutely. they were seeing it yeah. out of the glove. Pitch inside, ball four, and Melendez gets a two-out walk. Yeah, tried to go inside right there and just kept cutting in. The catcher, Silas Ardwan. We'll bat with a runner at first and two outs. Three runs already in Zach Zubia with a three-run in-the-park home run. You don't see that every day. No, huh? you do not. And Ardwan, liner in nice the right, play. and a nice play there by the right fielder, Cole Gamble, on the move to his left, makes the catch running, and that will retire the Longhorns. But they do score three in the bottom of the first. Cougars coming to the plate in the top of the second, down 3-0 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. I want this is BYU Baseball. Now back to the ballpark and your host, Jason Shepard. 3-0 Texas as we begin the top of the second inning. Zach Zubia with an inside-the-park home run that scored three Longhorns. So BYU will have to come back in this one, but we're just in the top of the second. Plenty of time to do that. Leading things off here in the top of the second, the designated hitter, Josh Cowden. Josh celebrating his 22nd birthday yesterday. He'll lead off facing Ty Madden. The big righty from Cypress, Texas. The first pitch to Cowden. Misses, ball one. Madden came in with a record of 0-1, an ERA of 6.75. As Tuck mentioned, we started the ball game. It pitched four innings. Yeah, I mean, he's talented, but... The 1-0 misses baseball, again. Right? It's baseball. That's right. 2-0 count to Josh Cowden. It's our turn now to punch them back. They hit us early, and so they can counterpunch and get back in this game. The 2-0 pitch in there for strike one. Two balls and one strike to Josh Cowden. Oh, yeah, I loved our approach in the first inning. You know, Deming struck out, but McIntyre and, and Pintard both just hit – Really hard hit balls right at guys. The 2-1. Cowden lifts that into center field. Antico moving back, makes the catch for the first out in the top of the second. So one away. Bringing in the right fielder, Cole Gamble who ended the bottom of the first with a nice running catch near a, the right field line. It was a huge play there, Shep, to stop the bleeding there. First pitch, foul back to the screen, strike one on Gamble. Yeah, I love the approach early. Guys are just not afraid of that fastball. They're taking good swings at it. Cole hitting 182 with four hits, two home runs, both coming on opening day. 
Got a piece, fouled it back, and Cole falls behind. No balls and two strikes. 96 right there. I mean, you just don't see this every day in college baseball. I mean, there are certain guys that do that, but... The 0-2 pitch. High, ball one. It just seems like, especially the last, let's say, four or five years, the trend in velocity is it's unbelievable. I mean, you look at Major League Baseball. How many guys do you have in your pen throwing 100? Ground ball chopped foul by Cole Gamble. One ball, two strike count. Cole. I was talking to one of the Longhorn coaches Wednesday night, and he was like, hey, 05 when we won the national title, we had two guys that threw above 90. <laughs> one, two. And another ball hit high into the air into center field. All this one shallow. And Tico almost in a full sprint to get up there to make the catch. He does. Two up, two down for the Cougars in the top of the second. Bringing to the plate the first baseman, Jacob Wilk. Jake had the big knock yesterday for us. Three-run home run that at the time put BYU up 4-0 in the first inning. First pitch to Wilk from nearby Salado, Texas. Said it's about an hour north. I asked him before the game. The 1-0 pitch to Wilk. Strike one, evening the count at one ball and one strike. 57 degrees here in Austin. It's starting to feel cooler, but when we got to the ballpark, it was maybe 7 or 8 degrees warmer than yesterday, but it felt like it was about 20 degrees warmer. It really did. Wilk fouls that ball off to the right side and out of play. One ball and two strikes. Tomorrow is supposed to be a high of 79. The 1-2 pitch to Wilk. Strike three looking. And the Cougars once again go 1-2-3. We'll head to the bottom of the second. 3-0 Longhorns on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Jason Shepard. Bottom of the second, Texas leading 3-0. Eric Kennedy will lead off the bottom of the second inning. The 8, 9, and 1 hitters due up here from Dishfalk Field in Austin, Texas. Jason Shepard and Tuckett Slade with you. The first pitch from Cy Nielsen. Fouled straight back by Kennedy. Strike one. BYU, after the finale tomorrow, next will be in Corvallis, Oregon, next Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Taking on Oregon State. Oregon State facing Grand Canyon tonight. The 0-1. Misses. Ball one. Oregon State 4-1 and one on the season. They beat Grand Canyon last night 4-0. The 1-1 pitch. A liner right over the outreached arm of the shortstop Brock Watkins and into left field trying to go for two. The throw into second, not in time. And that's a leadoff double for Eric Kennedy. Boy, they are going to run no matter the situation. They will always push it. The play was close, but he is safe. So... With nobody out and a runner at second base, the number nine hitter, the second baseman, Murphy Staley. Well, it's the slider right now that they keep hitting. All of their hard hits have been off the slider so far this, this game. The first pitch to Staley, high and inside. Ball one. Our home plate umpire tonight, Trent Petrie. And that makes it tough because Cy has a hard, breaking, good velocity slider with great, you know, spin rate. They're just doing a good job right now of staying on that when he goes to it. Timeout called. and 
Sai will reset on the mound. Staley will step out of the batter's box. Now he's ready. Steps back in. And awaits the 1-0. Nielsen delivers. That's a good one right there. Strike one. That's the pitch. I don't have much more tilt to it. Staley hitting 333 with three hits and two runs scored. His first at bat tonight against Cy Nielsen. One one count. Cy delivers outside and a good block by Valdez. Two balls and one strike. Latham in left field. McIntyre in center field. He's got a couple of plays tonight. Cole Gamble in right. Deming at third. Watkins at short. Pintar at second. Wilk at first. Abe Valdez behind the dish. Catching Cy Nielsen, the lefty. Two balls, one strike. Nobody out. And a runner at second. Already 3-0. They'll throw to second. The runner back safely. Good idea. Trying to catch Kennedy off balance there. Kennedy leading off the bottom of the second with a double. His team already up 3-0. On the three-run inside-the-park home run from first baseman Zach Zubia. And now timeout is called again. Couldn't tell if that was timeout to the batter or timeout to BYU. I think Cy just stepped off to regroup. The 2-1 pitch. Way inside and almost hit Staley. So three balls and one strike. Runner at second. The 3-1 pitch. Inside again. Ball four. And the first two have reached. A double. And now a walk. And we're back to the top of the order. Mike Antico. Well, we already know he likes to bunt. And this is the perfect opportunity for them to bunt here. At a single to begin the game for the Longhorns. But you're right. This is a prime chance to single or to bunt and move these runners up into scoring position with only one out. A scary team, Shep, is a confident team. And, you know, Longhorns are starting to get quite confident this weekend. It, it's uh, starting to be contagious. And they're just, you, can, you can just feel the energy in their dugout and the way that they're putting swings together at the plate that they just – there's a reason why they were a top 15 team coming into the, the season – before their slip-ups last week. The first pitch to Antico. A bunt. Popped it up. Nielsen able to make the catch. And that was an execution nightmare for Antico. And a great job by Nielsen to make the catch for the first out. And that is a big out. Because now the double play can get you out of the inning. The only thing that would have been greater is if he would have dropped that. <laughs> yeah. And then thrown it to third and then to second for a double play but at that point you're just you're trying to get an out and you don't want to it's hard to think about that right right there but it's like a fire drill right there where you're supposed to drop that because both runners are going back and you can then get an easier uh, a chance for a double play but i'm fine with just getting the out and then try to get you a ground ball to get you out of this inning right here so one out runners at first and second the batter douglas hodo the third Nielsen spins around. You know, Shep, does not throw. They, you get 27 outs, and if they're going to give you a, a free out, you just take the out. Yep. So I could have been aggressive there and tried to get multiple outs, which, you know, is the aggressive play. But we've shown today, you know, with McIntyre being over aggressive in the first inning, you know, cost us an extra run early. The first pitch lined into right field. Gamble moving back makes the catch. Good. Runner at second, advancing to third, but now two outs with runners on the corners. Well, now you're just, you know, one pitch away from getting out of this. 
I tell you, Cole Gamble is a really good outfielder. Doesn't he just make it look easy out he there? He does. It looks yeah. effort, effortless from him. And, and he's a great story, Shep. He's a kid who, who just wasn't quite developed out of high school. You know, he wasn't, you know, didn't have, you know, all the tools put together to be a Division One player and decided to go to junior college for a couple of years, went on a mission, and, you know, grew up a little bit, got more mature physically and mentally, and, you know, we were able to, to pluck him out of Salt Lake Community College, which we're, we're so glad he's here because uh, he's talented and is really going to help us this year. Trey Faltini with his second at bat. Hit a single in the first. Now with the plate facing Cy with two outs and runners on the corners. Nielsen delivers. Runner stealing second base. They are going to try to do a little two-out play there. We are hoping that Valdez would throw down a second and the runner was going to try to go on the throw but because the slider was in the dirt Abe just kind of had to just pick it and, and hope to keep the guy from third from scoring so we're back in the same position Cy was in in the first inning with two outs That's and right. runs on second and third let's see if he can get the big out right here one ball no strike the batter Trey Faltini the 1-0 good Hardy hack there by Faltini. Size already made Strike the one. adjustment this inning, Shep. He's starting to take a little bit off that slider. He was throwing a little bit too hard in the first inning, and it was staying more on plane and wasn't breaking. And that's why they're putting good swings on it. And if you notice, so far this inning, he's got more depth on that slider, and it's not as fast, and, and, and you're seeing more swing and misses. Well, you want to take care of things here. Cam Williams is on deck. Just in this inning right now. Two outs, runners at second and third. The 1-1 pitch to Faltini, high and outside, and a great job by Valdez to get a glove on that. Yeah, you're absolutely right, though. You want to you wanna get Faltini out because you don't want their best hitter to come up you with, know, bases, with loaded. bases loaded or, you know, with a couple guys on. You want him leading off the inning with, with nobody on. But Faltini's no joke either. There's, there's no easy out. You're playing the Texas Longhorns. I know. Right? you got to go get them. Two balls, one strike, and two outs. Nielsen delivers the 2-1. Good. Right down the middle, strike two. I mean, you look at the guy who really killed us. Was it was it Hoda? Hodo? Hodo. The, yesterday, a couple of knocks, yep. you know, and he was batting nine, I think. Nine. His ninth yeah. in the order yesterday. So, Had been in the first two games yeah. of the series. 3 nothing Texas. We're in the bottom of the second inning. Big pitch right here, Shep. 2-2 count. Go to your best pitch right here. Let your defense work. And Cy steps off once again. Now he'll dig back in. Nielsen versus Faltini. A 2-2 count with two outs and two on. The 2-2 pitch Mm. just missed. I'm, I'm assuming they'll say hi. And now a full count. Sure looked good from here. But we're 50 feet in the air. Yeah, just a little high. The count is full. Two outs. There is a base open at first base. So you don't have to give in. Go to your best right here. Three balls, two strikes. Go fastball. Go fastball in. Side taking a long look into Valdez. Now he's ready and delivers the payoff pitch. Low for ball four. And the bases are loaded for third baseman Cam Williams. Williams, as much as we talk about him, actually was size only strikeout in the first inning. Yeah, yeah no kidding, right? <laughs> so... Maybe, that, maybe it's a good thing he's facing Williams here. <laughs> it's never a good thing to face this guy. But you're right. No, he, he, he was able to get him swinging with the slider. And he was pitching him inside. Yeah, he was, yeah. And we'll see if that's the game plan again well, he, here. Like, like we talked about in the first inning, he's batting right-handed. It's a different swing, you know, different bat speed. Attack him right here. Nowhere to put him. Two outs, bases loaded. 3 nothing Texas. Nielsen delivers to Williams, and Williams hits that ball deep to left field. It will be a ground rule double as it bounces over the wall. Two runs will score, and that's a two-run double for Cam Williams, and it's now 5-0 Texas. 
That ball is absolutely tattooed to left and bounces over to small wall they have over the bullpen. <laughs> five runs on five hits for the Longhorns. You just, there's no room for air when you're facing a team like this, right? And that ball just stayed yeah. too much over the plate. Just a, a real good hitting team. And now still two runners in scoring position with two outs. The batter, Zach Zubia. He's responsible for the first three runs of this ball game with a three-run inside-the-park home run in the bottom of the first. So I'm, 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 I'm usually a real positive person, but I can get negative and kind of emotional at times. But, you know, I've been thinking a lot about these first six games now, seven games that we've played, so counting this one, and... What's what? What is the goal for this season, Shep? What's the it's goal the for win, us? It's to win the conference. It's to win the conference, right? We don't have a conference tournament this year. It's yep. all about winning the conference championship and getting to a regional, yes. right? Now, does that happen in the first fifteen games? No, it doesn't. We can be fifteen and zero and then lose a conference championship, right? Yep. And so, and we and when that happened to us five years ago, five years ago we started off the the back cats were rolling. It was like twenty three and three, yep. nationally ranked, and then come conference play we started to struggle towards the end of the year and got beat in the tournament. But right now we're struggling earlier, right? And the whole goal is to get one percent better every single day, right? Size getting hit a little bit right here. You know, you want to you want to make sure that the guys are not quitting and that they're fighting. And they're trying to get better, so that come conference play, we're ready to go. Right? If you can learn lessons out of situations like these and implement them into conference play, that's what matters. Then it's then it's not for not. Absolutely. If we win our conference tournament, if we win our conference championship this year, no one's going to remember that we didn't play well in Texas. Right. Right. And that's really all that matters. Zubia. I mean, I'll at the first pitch, ball me. one from Nielsen. The coaching staff and the players will remember that we didn't play well early, but we're just trying to stay positive and try to get a little bit better with our approach, both offensively and defensively, every single day. And and, and there is no conference tournament this year. It's not, regular no. season. you got to win the regular season to earn that auto bid. And in three of the last four years, we've been right there at the end of the year Absolutely. winning our conference. 1-0 pitch in there for strike one. Speaking of the West Coast Conference, one final already in, Pepperdine, Losing to number nine, UC Santa Barbara, 7-6 in favor of the Gauchos. Trust me, Chef, I hate losing more than anyone. I absolutely hate it. I'm, I'm crazy competitive, and I'm a sore loser. But I, I'm, I'm trying to have a new outlook on some. Turning on some, over a new leaf. I'm trying to. 5 nothing Texas. The 1-1 pitch. Now 2-1 to Zubia. Texas with three in the bottom of the first, two here in the bottom of the second, and with two outs, they have runners at second and third. The batter, Zach Zubia, already with three RBI today. Two balls, one strike count. Hopefully he's tired to swing full speed right here after having a 2-1 pitch. Way outside, now 3-1. and one. On deck, the designated hitter, from El Paso, number 17, Ivan Melendez. We saw Melendez at first base in the first game of the series, and then it's been Zubia, the last two at first. Zubia at the plate now. Three-one count with two outs. The 3-1. This is inside. Ball four. You know, it's hard mentally, Shep, when, you know, Cy Nielsen, his first two starts this year, he hasn't, you know, today velocity looks great. You know, 93, 92, 93. You know, fastball is nice and firm with some run to it. The slider hasn't been really, you know, breaking like he wants it to. And that's got to be frustrating, you know, going out there and, and, and you're in the second inning, you're getting up five hits and five runs. Right, but you just find a way to just compete. Get your team back in the dugout. Compete with the next batter. Bases loaded. Ivan Melendez at the plate. Another score in West Coast Conference play. Top of the seventh, San Diego leading Cal State Fullerton two to one. First pitch to Melendez. Misses. Ball one. 
as you would expect and normally see anytime BYU goes on the road. You always see Cougar fans in attendance, uh, several, and looking down right now, see a lot of blue. Obviously, the majority is the burnt orange here at Dishfalk Field. The 1-0, and a base hit into left. One run will score. They will send the runner around third. A throw not in time to the plate. And Cam Williams scores from second base. Two more in, and it's now 7-0 Longhorns. Two-run single for Ivan Melendez. Has the Longhorns up 7-0. Hitting is contagious, Shep. It's contagious. And they started to get some confidence last night, and, and they haven't they they haven't dropped a step from last night to today. And they're going out there and just putting really good swings. Scored three runs in game one of the series, 12 runs yesterday. And seven runs already, and we're in the bottom of the second. And there's still two outs and two on. The batter, Silas Ardwan. Ball one to Ardwan, the redshirt freshman from Moss Bluff, Louisiana. Gonzaga also in action, facing Dallas Baptist. They are scoreless in the bottom of the third. Also top of the first, San Francisco and California just underway, no score. San Fran and Cal. Here, it's Texas and BYU. The 1-0 pitch to Ardwan misses ball two. Side nearing 50 pitches here in the bottom of the second. Seven runs on six hits for the 19th-ranked Longhorns. The 2-0 pitch. Ball three in the dirt. And this is a turf field, which you're starting to see more and more in college baseball. I mean, most of the facilities are going this route well, for, especially, for, yeah, whether, for maintenance. Yeah. Aesthetically, it's very nice. It's, it's just an easier way to go about things. The 3-0 pitch to Ardwan. This is high, ball four, and the bases are loaded again. Well, and, and and really the big thing is college baseball starts in the middle of February. Yep. Most most teams across the country have bad weather that time of year, right? I always wish that they would push it back a month, like March 1st, at least a couple of weeks. March 1st should be the first day of college baseball, the first weekend of March, right? Should be the, the opening weekend of college baseball. And then it just runs a few weeks later and you can still and you have the College World Series in July right. still, end of July. But you have better weather, which I believe better weather, better better crowds, more revenue for teams, right? You know, healthier players, better baseball play because guys, you know, that live in the northwest or in the Midwest that have snow on their field, you know, are practicing inside in gyms and the first pitch to Eric Kennedy is a swing and a miss, strike one. I wondered, now this was obviously several months ago when you still really didn't know what to expect in terms of the new year with COVID and, and whatnot. I wondered if, if the baseball season would be pushed back a month to try and get into some warmer temperatures or yeah. at least give the United States another month of you know possible vaccines and things like For that. For sure. One ball and one strike as that 0-1 pitch was outside. So one ball, one strike count with two outs, and the bases loaded to Eric Kennedy. Obviously, everybody here at the ballpark masking up. The 1-1 pitch, way inside, 2-1, and one, and there's no place for Kennedy to go. The base is full of Longhorns. They lead 7-0 here in the bottom of the second inning. Kennedy hitting 227 with five hits. An RBI, three runs scored, also has a stolen base. Right now, the objective is to keep him off base right now. The 2-1 pitch. And therefore, strike two. Looks like there's a little bit of a glitch on the miles per hour. I saw the end of that. It was something, too. 
You're listening to Cougar Baseball. Alongside Tuckett Slade, here's Jason Shepard. Hayden Latham, Abe Valdez, and Brock Watkins leading off the top of the third. Number 19, Texas, on top of the Cougars, 7 to nothing. Three runs in the first, four runs in the second. Ty Madden out for inning number three. Already has two strikeouts. This next pitch will be pitch number 22 for him, and he throws strike one to Latham. The 0-1 pitch to Hayden. Foul back, and Hayden falls behind. No balls and two strikes. And this is a game, hopefully, Chef, that we got to get Hayden going. Man, he's been struggling so far this season. We need to get him going. He's a big part of our team. Madden delivers the 0-2. Misses high, 1-2 and two now. To the Cougar left fielder. Coming in today, hitting 100. Does have two hits and an RBI. The 1-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. And that's the third strikeout for Ty Madden. Latham goes down on strikes. One out. And the batter will be the catcher, Abe Valdez. That was a 96-mile-an-hour fastball on the outer half and elevated that just blew it right by him. The first pitch to Valdez. Fouled off to the right, strike one. Game four and final game of this series tomorrow afternoon. Three local time, two mountain time. The 0-1 pitch to Valdez. They will appeal. They say Abe checked his swing. One ball and one strike. The 1-1. It's the outside corner for strike two. One ball and two strikes to Valdez. Madden working quickly. 1-2 pitch. In the dirt, evens the count of 2-2. Two and two. Due up for the Longhorns in the bottom of the third. Staley, Antico, and Hodo the third. The 2-2 pitch to Valdez. Swing and a miss. Strike three. And the third K for Ty Madden. That's the thing about him. you got to lay off his high fastball. Extremely hard to catch up to if you start swinging at that pitch that's up and elevated. The number nine hitter, Brock Watkins, his first plate appearance, will bat with the bases empty and two outs. First pitch to Brock. Strike one. 95 on that fastball. Brock hitting 300. Yeah, Brock's had some really good at-bats this week. A one pitch. Misses high. Evening the count of the ball and a strike. Texas here in the top of the third. The 1-1 pitch to Watkins. A high chopper. Get on your horse. Short, Faltine, one-handed, barehanded glove and throw, and he gets Watkins in time. Wow, what a play by Trey Faltini. The barehanded grab, and on the move, throws to first in time for the third out of the inning. We'll head to the bottom of the third. 7-0 Texas on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball. Now back to the ballpark and your host, Jason Shepard. Middle of the third, the umpires, all four of them, got together near first base and had a conference. Uh, Now two of them are talking with head coach Mike Littlewood We thought that they may be discussing possibility of reviewing the play at first. The play from Brock Watkins was a ground ball to shortstop. Uh, Trey Faltini, he made the barehanded grab and a throw 
to first. And it was a bang-bang play, certainly. It does appear he was safe. So the, or, or excuse me, he was out. That's what they called. And so BYU's defense is out, and the bottom of the third now resumes with the Longhorns coming to the plate. You're looking at a replay from yeah. the Longhorn Network. He what looks did you safe s- to me. He looks safe to me. They did not review it. They had their conference, but never went to review anything. It's actually one of the benefits in this booth because the Longhorn Network is televising this, and so after the play happens, Tuck, you can kind of turn around and look and see exactly what the play looked like. It is nice, but I wonder I wonder if there's a why they couldn't review that. I'm not sure. Murphy Staley, the batter, and looks at ball one from Sy Nielsen. Staley goes the other way, lifts it into right field, but it will slice foul. Three Cougars in the vicinity. Andrew Pintar, all the way from second, almost made the catch, but it falls foul. That is a reviewable play. I think so. I mean, it's... Review is new to us, right? Because we don't get to use it in our league. And But I, I think it is. But there's, at the first, I think the first seven innings, the umpires have to decide if they want to go do it. And then the, the last two innings, two or three innings, you can make them go with a challenge, right? And so they have to say, hey, can you guys go discuss to see if it is? And then they have to make a decision if they're going to go or not. But Staley still at the plate. Two balls, one strike count. 7 nothing Texas here in the bottom of the third. The 2-1. Misses high. 3-1 and one now to Murphy Staley. The second baseman from Carlsbad, California. 5-10-190 redshirt junior from Carlsbad. The 3-1 pitch. Fouled back. And now a full count to Staley. Be nice if Cy can put up a zero here and start to build a little bit of confidence back. He's He's been blitzed early here. It's one of those days where it's, it's interesting because he's throwing the baseball well. Payoff pitch. Staley pops it up into center. McIntyre makes the catch for the first out of the bottom of the third. And getting the first out is always That's a big. good start. Absolutely. Yes. That last pitch, pitch number 59 for Cy Nielsen. The leadoff man and a thorn in BYU's side over the last couple of days, the center fielder Mike Antico. Swing and a foul. Strike one. He's one for two today in the first inning. Picked up a single. In the seventh inning, trying to put the bunt down, and he actually popped it up. Cy Nielsen made the grab for the first out in the second inning. The 0-1 pitch to Antico. Just misses, but not by much. One ball and one strike. Doterra is a proud sponsor of BYU Baseball. Appreciate their sponsorship of the BYU Cougars. Nielsen with the 1-1. That pitch got away from him and went behind Antico and all the way back to the wall. That's such an awful feeling as a hitter. You're kind of helpless at that point. You really are. Top of the order, due up for the Cougars when we get to the top of the fourth. The 2-1 pitch. Lifted into the gap in left center. The left fielder, Aiden Latham, makes the catch. And two away.
Now the batter, the right fielder, number seven, Douglas Hodo the third, has flied out twice in his first two plate appearances. The first time to center field, and in the second inning, flied out to right. Base is empty, two outs. On deck, Trey Faltini. The first pitch to Hodo the third. Get there. Popped it up down the right field line. The right fielder, Cole Gamble, right on the line. Makes the catch, and one, two, three, go the Longhorns in the bottom of the third. Good inning for Cy Nielsen. We'll head to the top of the fourth. BYU trailing 7-0 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.